Hey, what up, Long Beach? It's awards season here at the OG Local Sports Podcast. That's part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post. As always, this show is brought to you by the562.org. I am JJ Fiddler. I'm Mike Gordabasio, and our partnership with the Long Beach Post contains so much more than just sports coverage. We're also doing education coverage. Tyler had a story up last week on what masks are going to look like in schools. Um, JJ had a, a great feature up about youth baseball. I had a story about DeAnthony Langston. So tons of great stuff from us over at LBPost.com. And I'm Tyler Hendrickson here to remind you, uh, in, as Alanis Morissette would say, um, that the 562 is a nonprofit and we rely on community support to continue to do what we do. We're still grinding over the summer, trying to take a little bit of time to ourselves. Uh, we sent Mike off to the woods so that he could find himself along with his family. That seems to have worked. And uh, we, uh, you know, we're just uh, still on the grind and we need the support going into the next school year. So head to the 562.org, hit that subscribe button, click on that support tab, find different ways to help out the 562.org. And of course, all donations made to the 562 are tax deductible. This is the Athletes of the Year episode for our All-City Awards. Every single year, we give All-City Awards to the best high school student athletes here in Long Beach. Our next episode is going to be part two of our All-City Awards show. That's going to be the superlatives, right? The team awards, game of the year, comeback of the year, uh, stuff like that. So this one is individual. It's the Athletes of the Year. And before we get into it, I want to let you know that we consider this year as a whole right? Like, what, like, how are we going to look back at this year in 10 years? Maybe an athlete who was going on to college and has, you know, aspirations to play in the pros, doesn't play an entire season because of injury or whatever. We consider that, but we also consider what it's going to look like looking back in 10 years. We want to make it a comprehensive list each and every year. And we consider stuff like the all more league list, what they were able to do in club stuff. How are they doing in outside tournaments? And then obviously what they were able to do at their school being the top of the list and the most important thing. So it's all encompassing as we do the athletes of the year. And I also wanted to say that this time last year, we were talking about the professional championships that were about to be played baseball and basketball specifically saying that, Keep your asterisks away from this season. If somebody wins a championship in these shortened seasons or whatever we have to do to get these sports back, that championship means just as much, if not more, than a regular championship. Consider how much people had to overcome just to be able to play for the championship, let alone win it. Thank goodness the Dodgers and the Lakers did follow through, and we are still celebrating those championships, as we will be for our entire lives. But I have to say it's kind of the same for our All-City Awards, right? We give these out every year. They're very important. Kids love them. Parents love them. But man, in a couple of years, when people look back at these all city athletes of the year, they're going to be like, think about how much these kids had to overcome to be able to get back on the field, on the court, on the mat and compete in this great city of Long Beach. If you've listened to the show before, you know how much we have to big up our friends over at Naples Rib Company, longtime supporters title sponsors of everything that we do at the562.org. We're the best barbecue in Long Beach. Uh, we really appreciate their support. They've done very well through the, the difficult past year and a half because of how much the Long Beach community has supported small businesses like Naples Rib Company that do so much for Long Beach's athletes, teams, coaches, and sports websites like us. So please head on down to Naples Rib Company on 2nd Street enjoy some delicious barbecue and let them know that the 562.org sent you down there. 
The centerpiece of the All City Awards every year is our two top athletes of the year and then the athletes of the year in each individual sport. Um, the top overall athletes of the year, I have to say, this is the eighth year we've done the All City Awards, and uh, there's some real heavy hitters on there. We opened up with Juju Smith, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Ariana Washington, uh, who are an NFL Pro Bowler and an Olympian, respectively. Um, so that was nice. Last year, it was uh, Peyton Watson and Tiara Jennings, who this year are a, a McDonald's All-American, the only one in California, and the NCAA Freshman of the Year in softball. Um, so a pair of big awards. After we present those, we're going to run through the individual athletes in each sport. But um, I have to say, very weird year. And uh, still, every year, there's just kind of a clear consensus around who these awards go to. And this year, it was uh, Jade McDonald from Long Beach Poly Track and Field and Hank Rivers from Wilson Swimming, um, two of the most historic and esteemed and award-winning programs in the city at the high school ranks. Um, so very, very excited for both of them. And congrats to Jade and Hank. Um, have heard from both of them since that, uh, that issue came out. And uh, very, very happy for them, proud of them. Um, these awards, not coincidentally, have always kind of gone to good kids uh, as well, who I think represent the city really well. And both of them fit that description. Um, Jade did something we've never seen. She competed in four individual events in the CIF Division I Track and Field Championships. She won two of them and then took third in the two other ones. I think if it had not been an accelerated schedule, she probably would have won three of them. Um, could have been an even better uh, performance from Jade, who's uh, signed with Iowa. Yeah, that, that, that's something that we talked about and, and something that shouldn't be lost, Mike, is, is how, <laughs> how condensed that schedule was. Normally you have all, um, all four divisions going at the same time at the same meet, so you get more time to rest your legs. She did not get that luxury, and uh, I can tell you, being on the track for most of the day, and you were there as well, it it's was hot, a man. very hot day. So It, it, it was, was hot. Yeah. <laughs> It was extra draining as well because of the heat, but, uh, you know, credit to her and her training and coming off of a pandemic where, you know, none of the athletes were really able to keep up the training regimen they normally would. I mean, you know, credit to Jade and yeah, just a, just a standout um, athlete this year for, for that performance and, and, and really the whole year. He literally walked from the triple jump to the 300 hurdles. Like, okay, I won this. I got to go over here and compete. <laughs> <laughs> like didn't have and if time you to get the gold medal for the triple jump, like kind of a, kind of an insane scene. Um, not something you would normally see at the Southern section division one championships. I mean, that's a really high level. If you, if you look across the state, that would be the state meet in about 30 States in America. Um, that would be sort of the top level of competition you could reach. So it's always run very well and very professionally, but not having those individual, the, the lower division events in between to separate things definitely, made it run. I'm not going to say like a middle school meet or whatever, but it definitely made it run not in a way that you normally would see um, where these elite multi-sport or multi-event athletes were just really slammed in terms of what they were being asked to do. Well, you just mentioned it, Mike, Hank Rivers, our other athlete of the year. You're right. It's, it's so cool to have two kids who are part of just historically successful programs. Wilson swimming, winning their record, Wilson boys swimming, winning their record 48th consecutive league title. Uh, but as I put in the article, there was a buzz at that Mortal League finals at Cabrillo High School when the result was already pretty much decided. If Hank Rivers was in the water, people were talking about it and lining that pool deck to get a glimpse of this kid just sniping 
records left and right. He ended up setting like four meet and league records at the more league finals and then went on to win two CIF division one championships in the 100 freestyle with a time of 4465 and the 100 backstroke with a time of 5413 if you know anything about swimming those times are very impressive he is verbally committed to attend Cal but everybody was just talking about how good of a teammate he was after the meet like his coach Eric Berge Berge we love he was just talking he's just like one of the boys right he swims at this elite club level and then he comes over here to Wilson and he just loves being one of the boys. But my favorite part of the entire meet was during the 500, his friend Zach Crenshaw was in the center lane and Hank rivers, Hank rivers, Crenshaw, (laughs) uh, you know, obviously preparing to try to break a record in like minutes after that race over there, working the paddles on the 500 for his friend. Like working the paddles on the 500 isn't like covered in glory. You know what I mean? But he's such a good teammate. He was there to do the dirty work to make sure his friends were supported as much as he was supported as well. Hank Rivers is a real one. And we actually get one more year with him in Long Beach to see him swimming. So that's going to be cool. Um, Bergies, I love like the, the Wilson Aquatics. The importance of the boys is very, it's very high on the list of importance. And that was Bergies. Like he's almost tearing up. He's like, he just loves he loves being one of the boys. He loves being with his boys. <laughs> I, like, I gave him like a big hug after this. I was like, you said it, man. You know, he's one of the boys. <laughs> yeah, Bergie's Ber- 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 yeah, a real Ber- one too, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got to trade that. This one's, this one's for the boys. That's what the – that's Wilson Swim. What a, what a program. And like you said, it's, it, it's great to see those two, uh, those two programs get highlighted with our overall athletes of the year in 2021. Our individual athletes of the year, we're kind of going to go in chronological order a little bit with what we saw first and kind of how this uh, year went along. Okay, listen, we're nine months of sports being shoved into three months. Normally, there's a fall, winter and spring. And we decided (laughs) to present these in fall, winter and spring order because at the end of this school year, we were very excited at the prospect of getting back to normal in the upcoming school year. So that's the order they're presented (laughs) Right. It's yeah, it, it was, there was no, yeah. Fall, winter and spring. It was just like, is this thing on? And then it was like, Oh, this thing's on. <laughs> like, so you had the little, the little buildup of what they call the fall season. And then once the spring started, it never stopped. Um, so let's start at the beginning, which makes sense. And I was thinking back February 18th was when we had our first com- competitive event post uh, post COVID pandemic. And uh, which you can't really call it post, can you? Um, but <laughs> once we were able to get back to competition, February 18th, it was Milliken Wilson cross country. I was there with JJ. I remember it vividly because it was so strange having some parents there. Everyone was wearing masks. It was like, hey, we're actually competing. There's sports again. It's weird. I can't believe it's only been five months. It feels like so much longer than five months since that happened. But during that meet, we were introduced to our boys cross country athlete of the year, Millican freshman, Jason Para, who won that race against Wilson and had a, a great uh, ninth grade season for the Rams, ultimately winning at league finals to, to win the individual championship. He did lose one race in very dramatic fashion, which is kind of a, you know, shouting out one of, that was our first like crazy comeback with crowd noise uh, with the poly Millican dual meet. But, but Jason bounced back from that grew from it and ultimately had a comfortable win at league finals to, to finish off his successful freshman year. JJ, what do you remember about that 
that Milliken Wilson meet. I mean, I, I, like I said, it feels like so long ago, but it was such a seminal moment. I, yeah, I forgot to stretch. I, I forgot that when you're <laughs> filming a cross country meet, you're going to need to get to about five locations to make the video look good. And, uh, and during the second meet or the second race, I was like, Oh yeah, definitely should have done some lunges before, uh, before getting back out here. But it was so great to see the kids competing and the parents being excited to see them compete because a lot of the times with these secondary sports, you know, you get the really involved parents and then you get, you know, the not so much, but I remember looking up at the stands and seeing everybody in the stands and being like, everybody really, really wants to be here. And you feel that you feel that in the big events. And that was one of the biggest events we covered last year, for sure. Um, JJ forgot that uh, like, 13 years ago, I actually started running in order to be in better shape for covering cross country. Cause I did the signal Hill meet the first year, which in fairness to me is significantly more taxing than doing these high school campus meets. True. Uh, but I, but I almost threw up in front of the kids that I was covering, which is a humbling moment. <laughs> as a 25 year old sports writer. <laughs> it was just like, you know, they go up the hill and then they run around the hill. So there's five different points that you're mentioning. You have to run a half mile uphill to get to the first one of those points. And uh, it's definitely different than filming a badminton match. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot more is required of you. Yes. We go to uh, which, and I'm all, we don't do this stuff a lot, but I'm just going to throw it out there. It's why we're the only people who do cross country highlight videos. That's why you do not see those anywhere else. In any other league, not for the first place team, not for the seventh place team. We're the only people who do them. So if you enjoy them, shut up and enjoy. <laughs> and, bang, and bang that subscribe button. Yeah. It's because we're built different. That's why. That's why, Mike. That's what, that's what we're built different. Um, going to the girls' side, uh, usually in individual sports uh, or sports where there is an individual champion, uh, it's very easy. You just go with the individual champion. We had a very unique situation with girls cross country this year. The um, overwhelming favorite, uh, Camille Lindsay at Poly, uh, was injured uh, going into league finals, so she finished in fourth. And I would say the person who would have won it probably would have been Isabella Stockhopper, um, who was one of a couple of Millican uh, athletes that um, collapsed right towards the end of, uh, of the individual race. So those are sort of the, your top two options based on who to have the strongest seasons. Uh, we ended up going with Lindsay, who I think won every race we covered her in, except for the finals by like a minute plus, um, and uh, certainly will be the overwhelming favorite going into the next two years in the Moore League as well. Yeah, that's definitely a, um, a wild. You talk about cross-country highlight videos. That's one that I will always remember, Those league final, that league finals highlight. Um, what a crazy finish. And then the team scores were so close as well. The Millican girls, even with their top two runners, like you said, collapsing before the end, still able to win that team championship narrowly. And the Poly boys extended their streak. But yeah, Camille Lindsay, full body of work course of the season. You know, she's the, the elite distance runner in the city, has been for a couple years in a row. Um, and still has the, the second half of her career left. Uh, let's, let's, let's move on to football. And um, obviously the Poly Jackrabbits, an impressive unbeaten season, albeit a shortened season. Um, and really the, the heart and soul of that team, uh, San Jose State bound Brian Parham, the linebacker. Um, I mean, what, what more can you say about him? Just, you know, Mike, obviously you covered, covered a ton of Poly football and gotten to know Parham pretty well over the last few years um, and just kind of the, the clear choice for, for best football athlete in the city this year. 
Yeah, for sure. Old school kid, uh, hard hitter, great leader, um, you know, on an undefeated team that didn't give up a single point in league. Um, definitely had to go with him. He's the more league player of the year. We completely agreed with that. Um, we do actually have a vote. We don't normally, have, we don't have votes in any other sport. We do have votes for the all more league football list. And I, that was who I, I threw my hat in the ring for as well. So um, congrats to him off to San Jose state and uh, we'll be, we'll be very missed there uh, next year. Uh, but we do have some returners, JJ uh, on the golf course uh, for our all city golfers of the year. Yeah, not a shock that it's two Wilson Bruins for the Girls and Boys Golf Awards. It's Emmy Sverdick for the girls and Matthew Schaefer for the boys, both winning their more league individual championships running away. Uh, Emmy went on to win CIF, which is very impressive considering that we've had great golfers in the city. Ali Morales, for example, and nobody's we've covered has won that CIF championship, but Emmy was able to do it. Really cool that she posted a really low number and then had to wait in the clubhouse, like a classic TV uh, TV production for a golf tournament where somebody puts the number in, the leader in the clubhouse, and then they're just there on the uh, on the driving reins trying to stay warm. She didn't have to do the playoff. She wins that thing. That's really cool. And Schaefer, obviously a legacy for Wilson Boys Golf. Um, his brother, Tyler Schaefer, now at Long Beach State, also an individual more league champion. Great family, a family that was one of the first families involved with the Long Beach Little League Golf that was played at Little Rec back in the day. Uh, so that's so cool that they are really homegrown products and they've both got their name on that trophy. Uh, for girls tennis, also a really cool story and also from Wilson, it's Maddie Tad. And I don't know if anybody else out there plays tennis, but I've been getting back into tennis a little bit. And kind of like golf, you have to play the situation. Like you can practice your swing all you want, but depending on who you're playing, where you are in the match, all those things, they, they all matter. And Maddie Tad learned a lesson while playing the final of her junior year in the Moore League. And she ended up losing that. And she used that lesson, which was don't feed somebody with a strong forehand the ability to come to the net and dominate the match with a strong forehand. So we watched Maddie Tad go against a much better player at the net. And she just hit those lollipop shots. Keep them on the baseline. Keep them on the baseline. That takes patience. That takes precision. That takes smarts. And Maddie Tad was able to put it all together in her senior year and actually win that thing for Wilson. A great day out there to actually see some kids playing tennis again because we weren't sure where it was going to be, right? We've always gone to Billie Jean King to see that thing played. And obviously that wasn't going to be an option this year with everything being moving. So, uh, you know, shout out to Tori Frapwell at Milliken and everybody else at Lakewood for making sure that stuff was able to happen at Lakewood. And uh, shout out to Maddie Tad for shooting those lollipops to the baseline, making sure she won with defense. Cause yes, we know defense wins championships. <laughs> you usually don't, you usually don't hear that when we're talking about uh, tennis, but uh, well, well integrated. JJ. Well done. Uh, I, I also wanted to add on Tad, um, the, the moment after she won being there and you can see it in the, the highlight video that we have from the, from the tennis championship, when she hugged her family and they were clearly just so, I hadn't seen someone proud of someone in a really long time at that point. And that was like, I still kind of get emotional thinking about it because it was like, we were so close to this never happening and she'll have that moment and her family, like her parents, her grandparents will have that moment for the rest of their lives together, you know? And, and that was the, the simple, pure beauty of sports. You know, they were standing 10 feet away from her while she was accomplishing something that she'd worked for years to accomplish. And then they had that special embrace and it very easily couldn't have happened 
but it did happen. And so that was really sweet. So I will definitely remember that moment. Um, on the other side for boys tennis, uh, a legacy who got his opportunity to win uh, the more league championships, Andy Nguyen from Milliken, the fourth sibling in his family to win a more league individual tennis title for Milliken and also the number one singles player on Milliken's CIF championship team, uh, the first CIF championship uh, for Milliken boys tennis. So congratulations to them for their incredible run and win um, was, was a huge part of that. He was undefeated as a freshman when the season got cut short because of COVID, wasn't able to win an individual title as a ninth grader, but he certainly did it and was dominant uh, running through that tournament. I believe he only dropped three games in the whole uh, singles tournament to win more leagues. So definitely another uh, player to watch for the next couple years um, as he appears to be the class of the more league uh, when it comes to uh, dominating on the tennis court. So we move on to the water polo teams. And once again, it is run by the Wilson Bruins on the boys side, Gray Carson getting the nod again. He's been uh, racking up the rewards while playing as a true freshman, as a sophomore. And then this year as a junior scored 22 goals in eight games for the Bruins in that condensed more league season. And more importantly, that group of Bruins, that class of 22 got some good momentum from this season to be able to come back next year and in their senior season, hopefully be able to put it all together. A group that's been playing together for years with shore aquatics and stuff like that, but also been playing together in the pool as Bruins. All of them got started as freshmen on varsity. So one last chance to dance for them here coming up in 2022, but Greg Carson, just, just a beast in the pool and uh, adding to a long legacy of guys like that, who have been with the Wilson Bruins. Another uh, really impressive player, this one a senior, was Ava Bishop, um, who is the More League Player of the Year on the girls' side and is our girls' all-city uh, water polo player of the year. Uh, Ava, I just – also one of my favorite interviews this year, just standing poolside at Cabrillo with her. Um, she really did a great job of putting it into words um, – how special it was that they got a season. Cause she was like, I flat out did not think we were going to have a season. Um, and I remember that her reflecting on that, like they have a couple um, Olympic development uh, team uh, players who are freshmen this year. And she was like, I didn't think I was going to get to play with the freshmen um, who are such special players. I didn't think I was going to get to play with my friends who are seniors again. Um, so she, she had a hat trick in the first two minutes of a couple different more league games. I mean, she was really a, <laughs> a next level player, but uh, I'll always remember that kind of gratitude that she had at getting to play this year. And you know what? I didn't think that they were going to have a season either, to be honest with you. I, looking back, I remember I was like, no, nah, like water polo. No, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm, I'm glad it did. We move on to badminton uh, where I covered the league championships there and our boys and girls winners are Nathan Moan and Kara Seck. Uh, both of them trailed 1-0 in the individual finals that they were in, and both of them won the second and third sets to win it. Uh, two very well-deserved winners um, of those individual championships. Um, and, uh, and again, as I, I stated before, usually we get an individual winner, um, and those are our All-City Athletes of the Year. So that is who we went with for badminton. Moving on to baseball, a very memorable baseball season, as it turned out, especially for the Millican Rams after their playoff run. And I mean, Miles Patton, I mean, what more, what more can you say? You know, some there's, there's a lot of things that go into a team winning a championship. And sometimes it's having your best slash most important player. And in the diamond sports, your best pitcher is often your most important player. They impact the most plays. And uh, man, Miles Patton did a lot of impacting. 
He just hit a whole nother gear going into the postseason. Not that he was bad. I mean, we were singing his praises during the regular season. He was named the more league pitcher of the year, um, but just really took it to a new level in the playoffs, ultimately got his scholarship offer and commitment to Long Beach State. Uh, and we get another year of the lefty uh, in the more league as he will be coming back for his senior year. But um, yeah, that Milliken pitching staff only allowed two runs in the entire um, CIF Southern section playoffs and Patton with a couple of uh, complete game shutouts, a big part of that. And just like, what more can you say? I mean, the kid's special. He definitely, uh, he definitely did some very special stuff this year. Uh, our boys basketball uh, athlete of the year required a little bit of a discussion because we don't have hard and fast rules like minimums for how much you must have played to be eligible for these awards. Um, our boys basketball all city athlete of the year is Peyton Watson on the boys side uh, who played just seven games for the Jackrabbits uh, and was our all city overall athlete of the year uh, last year on the boys side. Obviously the top athlete in any sport in Long Beach this year um, certainly is uh, you know projected to be a top 10 NBA draft pick 53 weeks from now um, and is uh, the only McDonald's All-American in the state of California. Um, you know, won all city overall last year, you know, so was not really up for that this year. But again, even in just seven games, average 30 points a game uh, in the games we saw him in. And as Tyler mentioned, these are sort of historical snapshots, yearbooks, if you will, in addition to being awards. And um, that's the guy that I'm going to remember playing, to be completely honest with you. You know, when we were sitting here before the season started, all three of us were talking about, man, we have a McDonald's All-American in the city. And I hope we get to see him play a basketball game in Long Beach this year. Uh, we got to see him play seven. Would have loved to have seen him play 20. Um, but uh, he's still, to me, the obvious choice for that award. Yeah, like you said, Mike, I mean, we're going to look back and be like, hey, you know, because we don't get McDonald's All-Americans very often, right? So you'll go back in the record books and be like, hey, there was that year that we had a McDonald's All-American, right? And you'll see Peyton Watson. Yeah, because he was the most talented basketball player. Would have loved to see more than what we got, but we are lucky that we got seven games um, and, and ended up with a full season. Also want to shout out the Morley Player of the Year, Pat Johnson at Compton. Um, because this is an all-city award, we are focused on the city of Long Beach, which is uh, the Moore League um, in the LBUSD school district, along with St. Anthony. So um, Compton athletes not really considered for this award. I'm sure we still would have gone probably with Peyton, but wanted to give a shout-out to the Moore League Player of the Year, Pat Johnson, and the, the Tar Babes winning that co-championship in boys basketball. I think that's very fair. Tyler just mentioned it's rare to get a McDonald's All-American. Just to be clear, the last boys basketball McDonald's All-American in Long Beach was Trayvon Bryant at Jordan in the year 2000 when I was in high school uh, 150 years ago. So In the year, <laughs> year 2000! <laughs> uh, we go on to the girls where we have our first uh, co-athletes of the year. We felt this was appropriate. Um, Lily Bugs from Long Beach Poly was the CIF Division One. Um, player of the year helped lead the Jackrabbits to a championship. Um, but, uh, and obviously is one of the people you have to award, but we did also feel that um, Ashley Hawkins on a body of work, what she did um, helping to lead Wilson to a CIF championship last year, and really just elevating that program um, into a team that you had to cover, you know, quite frankly, I mean, I told head coach Aaron Carey, um, I've been the person who's kind of been in charge of girls basketball coverage for us. And for about a decade, that was just a you show up for the Polly Milliken games and then you wait to see how they do in the playoffs. Um, and so it was great having a third really legit team who is in that mix. Um, obviously had some really great games with Milliken um, and Ashley Hawkins going to CSUN, a Division One athlete. 
um, certainly deserved to be in that uh, co uh, all city player of the year award from my perspective. Now we move to the youngest and newest sport in the Moore league boys lacrosse, Kyle Johnson from long beach, poly uh, dual sport athlete. We also saw him in cross country, but he was uh, standing in front of the pipes as the, the goalie for the Jackrabbits uh, led long beach poly to the first ever Moore league championship in lacrosse. The Jackrabbits um, taking down Wilson and Milliken this year in order to claim that title. Polly then did go on to the postseason and made history winning um, in the playoffs. They beat University, um, which is a high school, which I know can be confusing. Um, but they did win a playoff game for the first time ever. So just, just making a little history. And uh, Kyle was really just such a leader for that team. Also really um, incredibly talented um, in front of the net and, and just made some great saves. We have some highlight videos of lacrosse. If you're not familiar with it, you can kind of check out what the sport looked like. Also wanted to mention that because there were only two teams in girls lacrosse this year, um, there was no um, league champion and uh, thus no all league team. And we didn't feel like it would be uh, right to do an all city uh, honoree for girls lacrosse just yet. But we're hoping that as the sport kind of expands with more teams next year, it'll be post COVID hopefully and we can have things a little bit more normal. So just the one honoree for boys lacrosse this year and uh, Kyle Johnson from Polly. If you're doing the who looks the best coming off the bus award, it's got to be softball. It's got to be Kendall Lundberg from Lakewood because she just looks like a Pac-12 conference softball player. And that's exactly what she's going to be. She's going to be attending Utah after leading Lakewood this year from behind the plate. Uh, you can talk about the offense, and it was impressive. She hit over 450 this season with 32 RBIs and only 73 at-bats, which is just absolutely crazy. Almost half the time she went to the plate, she was driving in a run. But almost more importantly, nobody stole a base on Kendall Lundberg this year, guys. A cannon from behind the plate. All eight attempted base dealers. And again, very good compliment to Kendall that only eight people tried to steal a base. All eight of them got cut down. So Kendall Lundberg uh, continuing the tradition of great softball individual players coming out of Lakewood. And another good tradition of good softball players coming out of Long Beach and going to great schools to continue their careers. Lundberg! We go to track and field uh, where we already talked a little bit about Jade McDonald. She was one of our two co-girls track athletes of the year. Um, we did want to also recognize Asia Atkinson from St. Anthony, who had a historic season um, for the Saints and, uh, and helped them to a second place finish in the Division Four championship. She's going to Cal um, and Asia. Uh, I, I think, to be completely honest with you, I think probably would have been the front runner for this award had she been able to have a healthy season. Um, her senior year, uh, we were really excited to see what she did this season. She was hampered by injuries for um, a good chunk of it, but was also a two individual event winner at Arcadia, which is really rarefied, rarefied air, um, even in kind of the modified year that we just had. Um, so shout out to Asia going to Cal. On the boys' side, PJ Jefferson from Wilson helped lead the Bruins to a team CIF championship uh, and is signed with Iowa. He also won the quarter mile and the 300 hurdles. Um, while also running on the four by one and four by four teams for Wilson. So he sprinted 1300 meters at the division one championships in hundred degree heat. Um, 300 of those meters were also jumping over hurdles. Uh, and he's only the second division one athlete in history to win the 400 and the 300 hurdles at the same meet. Um, so really special athlete, also just a great personality. We really love getting the interview and talk to PJ um, and wish him the best at Iowa. 
Yeah, there's no uh, most infectious smile award, but it would go to PJ Jefferson, no doubt. Let's take it to the soccer pitch where the Moore League just had two incredible seasons for the boys and girls. Uh, you know, I want to take it back a little bit. Uh, Tino Nunez taking over the Millican girls soccer program a couple years ago was one of those moments where I thought, okay, this guy, he seems to have his stuff together. I'm not, I'm not sure, but we'll see. And then the first few seasons looked good in the way that when you watch a soccer team, you can see which ones are trying to do the right things, Right. It was, a school, it's, it was a school of science. They're working from the back, Tyler. And that's exactly what you want to do if you're trying to build a good soccer program. Sure, you could play kickball and put it over the top and hope that your speed can, can make up for those other deficiencies. But Tino Nunez was trying to put together a program, not just a team. Well, it all culminated this year for sure. They win a third consecutive more league title. They get revenge against Jay Sarah in the CIF playoffs and get a win there. And they get a great season from Courtney Cummings, who had a league high 26 goals scored. She also dished out 14 assists in only 15 games, which is just absolutely incredible. And she was also a big reason why that team was able to come together in the most important times of the season and play like a team and not just a collection of individuals that obviously being so much more important this year with everything going on. Our co-girls soccer athlete of the year was Kelsey Adams at Poly, who signed with uh, Pepperdine and Jackrabbits co-champions with Milliken. Um, I believe they were also co-offensive players of the year, but Kelsey scored uh, two goals against Wilson in the game that clinched the Jackrabbits to share the championship. And um, I think all three of us said the first time we saw her, she had 21 goals, I believe. And I think all three of us, the first time we saw her was like a sophomore. You're like, that's a division one striker (laughs) for sure. So obviously as always girls soccer, one of the top talent sports uh, in Long Beach each and every year. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I didn't want that to get lost in like our yearly rundown of like how exciting the soccer season really was coming down to the last day of the regular season we had no idea who was going to win even those last couple of weeks. You usually know, but soccer was so up in the air. It was so much fun to watch tons of talent all over the place. Um, so, so definitely one of the sports that, that stood out at least to me this year with, with how much talent was there. And obviously we have uh, some really talented kids that we had to honor and did, and did co-players of the year on the boys side as well. Yeah. They really stood out. Th- these two guys, Omar Juarez at Poly and uh, Jesus Moreno at Milliken. If you went to any of the games, I think both of those kids would be probably the first one you mentioned afterwards. Both of these guys were just difference makers this season. I mean, Omar Juarez coming from the academies to go play for Poly and just completely changed that team and the way they built pressure. And I think by the end of the season, Poly had the best built pressure defense, built pressure offense, excuse me. And then for Milliken, that balanced scoring, Jesus Moreno, seven goals and seven assists. Uh, in 18 games, but he was the guy who was setting up everything for everybody else because every single defense they played had to mark him first and foremost and then worry about everybody else. And yeah, Tyler, you're absolutely right. For both of those leagues to come down to the final games on the final day, I mean, that's what you want from soccer, right? It's just the built-in drama of the sport, and we got a heaping helping of it this year. I think possibly the talent could be better in the city next year than it was this year, which if you're paying attention, that's saying something. Ooh, ooh, buddy. Ooh, buddy. Color me excited. Let's go to boys volleyball where we had a championship in the LBC. Obviously, Wilson boys volleyball, um, an unbeaten run 
to the CIF championship only dropped three sets <laughs> in their entire season leading up to that division three title, which they won on their home court. And we wanted to give the all city player of the year award to the more league player of the year. And really the big weapon on the outside junior Leo Provednikov, the lion on the outside for the Bruins, just a total difference maker, biggest hitter uh, on the team. And um, just really their, their go-to hitter at the pin. Um, it was really fun to watch that run through the playoffs and, and how much of a team that group of Wilson Bruins was. And uh, they certainly wouldn't have uh, gotten that championship without Provednikov. And we're excited to see him come back for his senior season next year. We go to the pool where, as we mentioned already, Hank Rivers from Wilson was the obvious selection on the boys' side. Uh, he's an athlete that uh, could really completely rewrite their record book, which is kind of his goal uh, <laughs> in senior season. Uh, boys swimming is a, a sport with a proud history in Long Beach. Several Olympians produced actually from multiple high schools. Um, on the girls' side, we have a bright young star in Sammy Hamilton at Wilson, who will absolutely be one of those players who's threatening multiple league records over her time in high school. Um, she won her individual events at more league swim finals this year uh, as well. And then is competing in the junior Olympics, uh, I believe this week actually in Texas as one of the top youth players in the country. Um, she was in a 500 free where she was competing against uh, athletes at UCLA and winning uh, as a ninth grader. <laughs> so very, very special talent for sure. Uh, and then Trinity Salcedo at Long Beach Poly, our co-girls swimming all-city athlete of the year. Uh, Trinity won uh, all of her events at league finals as well and helped the Jackrabbits to a uh, historic fifth consecutive league championship. Um, so very excited. That girls swimming championship is going to be very close in the upcoming couple of years. Very excited to see where that goes. Last but certainly not least, we were talking about sports where we thought, mm, I don't know if they're going to be able to have a season this year. It's, it's, it's going to be close. Well, I think wrestling was on the top of that list. And shout out to Milliken for just being able to have a wrestling season. And that's where we're going to find our three athletes of the year for Milliken wrestling on the girls side is Peyton Roberts and Sophia Miller. And on the boys side is Trevor Thompson. Trevor Thompson called his shot. His dad, Marshall Thompson, is the longtime coach, legendary longtime coach over there at Milliken. And as a freshman, he told his dad that he was going to win four consecutive more league individual titles. It's exactly what he did. He won 100 of his 213 matches in high school via the pin, which is pretty impressive. He also collected 13 tournament titles, so the full body of work award. And also just being able to stay on the mat award goes to Trevor Thompson. And then on the girls' side, Peyton Roberts, Sophia Miller. There's friends, really good friends off the mat, led that team this year. They didn't even think that they were going to be able to petition to get into the CIF playoffs, but got in there won a couple matches. Uh, they were able to compete in the unofficial CIF state meet as well. So Miller, Roberts, Thompson, Milliken Wrestling got to get a big time shout for just being able to have a season, which as we said at the top of the show is something everybody should be getting right now. It was a big win. Yeah. Everyone deserves a round of applause uh, for sure. Congratulations to all of our all city athletes of the year in their respective sports. So excited for all the accomplishments that we will see from these athletes in their future uh, in college or as professionals. And of course, all the returners that are coming back to their teams next year. Uh, before we get out of here, we've got to thank all of our sponsors again, including Ocean Law Center for their support of local sports coverage. Visit OceanLawCenter.com for a list of services they provide. Thanks so much to everyone for tuning in. Be sure to check out the second half of our All City podcast 
on the next episode. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, and we will talk to you soon. Peace.